0: Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going?
1: It's pretty okay. All right. Well, that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. It's the smiling on the package. It's the faces in the sand. It's the thought that moves you upwards. Embracing me with two hands. Right, we'll take you places. Yeah, maybe to the beach. When your friends, they do come crying. Tell them now your pleasure's set upon All right. We are recording this... On Friday night, because we have uh, rich social calendars, and uh, well, uh, you don't you don't know what
0: I'm doing after this this podcast. Uh,
1: actually, I do because you told me, uh, and that just further reinforces uh, my point. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, we right. also wanted to go ahead and record this now because uh, there is some pretty big stuff happening. Uh, if you are a basketball fan, uh, particularly an NBA fan. Um, Kyrie Irving uh, has said that he wants to be traded. Uh, I think we actually – I think he's gone perhaps strongly enough for it to be classified as a demand.
0: Yeah, and and keep in mind, like two days ago, he made a comment to – someone interviewed him. And apparently the meeting where he told Dan Gilbert, I'm out, dog – uh, was like a week ago. So somebody really? interviewed him. Yes, yeah, someone oh interviewed God. him, and he's like, and he was like, "We're in a very peculiar position." No shit.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking wild. So, yeah. I mean, let's let's think about what's happening here. Kyrie Kyrie Irving is a top ten player in the NBA right now.
0: Uh yeah he he might be. He's probably more like top seven, but the NBA is. I don't. Full I of don't know s- that
1: I agree with that necessarily. Um, but, uh, but I'll for for the sake of argument, let's give him seven. Um, he might be the
0: best. I. I, I he might be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. Like I, I that, haven't looked at the list a in low, a while. That,
1: no, that's a low that's bar a low to bar. clear. I mean, yeah, it's, it's basically true. him or John Wall.
0: Uh oh yeah that's that's true um it's probably him
1: it's probably him yeah um but this is like this is a big honking deal uh i mean remember who he plays with or played with depending on whether the Cavs a give in to his trade demand and b do it between when we record this and when you listen to it um yeah you know he plays with this guy you might have heard of he's a He's a veteran. He's had a, you know, a long career. A LeBron uh, fucking see, James!
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say the other guy on the team that has gone to a lot of finals in the in a row, but James Jones just retired. So.
1: That is correct. I mean, he plays with, uh, hard to dispute, still the best player in the NBA. Yep. Um. And, you know, it, I think, you know, obviously we have probably both burned up a lot of time Uh, even just this afternoon uh, reading things related to this but it it seems like one of the things that's going on is that uh Kyrie is kind of tired of playing second fiddle he was drafted um after LeBron had left the first time yes and you know uh I, I guess had like psyched himself up mentally to be the man in Cleveland in the post Lebron era and then all of a sudden Lebron is back and uh, getting most of the credit which he deserves by the way yeah for uh, revitalizing Cleveland basketball um, but one thing we can't you know we can't forget is that um, if if this man gets his wish and gets traded to a team where he is going to be in a position to be the alpha dog, uh, he's going to be going to a worse basketball situation. Uh, all, all, almost certainly no uh, no return trip to the NBA finals for Mr. Kyrie Irving in 2017-18.
0: Well, so
1: uh, here here's the thing is he has talked
0: openly about the fact that he understands his role as someone who will take over for LeBron when LeBron is done playing basketball. The well, weird not, thing is... Not anymore. Well, it, it, you know, how opinions change. The weird thing is also that there's no indication that LeBron is slowing down, at least in the sure. playoffs. Uh, I mean, he uh, this, this is buried all the time because it, this, this shows you how great LeBron is. The fact that he averaged a triple-double in the NBA Finals is just kind of like, eh, he didn't win. Right. He averaged a triple-double. It's he amazing. averaged a triple-double. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant was also incredible, uh, in some ways equally incredible. But that's that's LeBron James at 30, uh, 32 years old? Yeah, and he started when he was 18, so he's been playing yep. for uh, forever. Yeah. Um, so, also, I just want to call. Uh, there's a. There's actually an artful term for it, but I want to call the artful term is bullshit. I want to call bullshit on Kyrie saying, "Oh, I don't want to be second fiddle anymore." Let's go through the places where he'd like to. He'd like to go play. Uh, first is that I'm going to point out is the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard is a better player than Kyrie Irving. Uh, I think that's you know unassailable. Uh, so he would be second fiddle to to, uh, to Kawhi Leonard.
1: I'm going to push back on that. Once you're done, keep going.
0: Okay, if he goes to the Timberwolves, um, Jimmy, he's is he a better player right now than Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns? Yes. yes. But in a year or two, Carl Anthony Towns might be the bigger star. Uh, if he goes to if he goes to Miami, yeah, he'll he'll be the the biggest star on that team. But also Pat Riley is there, who has star power himself. And if you're someone who's like, I want to, I want to trade to the team of my choice, I feel like that runs up against Pat Riley, who is a little more suave. And his it's like whole you're not general mentality. You're not yeah. bigger than me. You're not bigger than the team. Uh, keep in mind, LeBron went there and has said nothing but great things to do about right. Pat Riley, and did it as a free agent. Uh, finally, like his fourth team that he selected is the Knicks. Okay, if. If Carmelo is is gone, yes he would step in as the star, but if Chris Haps Porzingis is still there, I kind of feel like again, in a year or two, he might be the bigger star uh and better player than him. Maybe maybe that's a little further than like Carl Anthony Towns, but also the real star of the Knicks is the Knicks and the fact that it's New York City's team. So I have I have questions about him saying I don't want well. I assume this is what he said, but I don't want to be LeBron's, you know, sidekick. I I respect that view, but like you're not positioning yourself to go to teams where you really would be the one and only star or the so, leading man.
1: So I'm going to push back against I think all of those. That's fine. Let's start with the well, Let's start with the Knicks. I'll go in reverse order. So the Knicks the next would be a fascinating situation for Kyrie. In order to make, in order to get him there, uh, Carmelo pretty much has to be the trade ballast going in the other direction, right? I mean, the money doesn't really work any other way. So, I mean, he he steps into a a place where immediately he is going to be the biggest name on that team for sure. Um, and, you know, Porzingis is a rising young star, but I don't know that he's ever going to be quite on the level of Kyrie Irving in terms of kind of alpha dog status for a reason that I'll get to, uh, mm-hmm. when I, when I get to the end of the list. Uh, what was second? Second was My, the heat. Uh, well, um, yeah, that's fine. Miami. I mean, Pat Riley is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's an executive. A player, a a top 10 star NBA player is going to be, you know, more in the spotlight than any executive in the league. And Pat Riley and Magic Johnson are the closest, you know, are the closest to that. Um, Certainly the most uh, willing and eager to insert themselves into their own respective spotlights. But, uh, you know, this is a team that is kind of in need of a, a star since LeBron left and, and Dwayne Wade declined and left and, um, and, and Chris Bosh, one of the great complementary kind of one, a one B stars of our time, uh, had had some very unfortunate health troubles that led to his retirement,
0: but he's going to be on TV and he's going to be the best on TV. So I, I, amen you know, to that. I, I'm very hopeful that he has a long and illustrious career in in other mediums.
1: Yep. So Miami is a team that is used to star players in recent years, and will be looking for a star. I think he steps right in and becomes the number one guy there, easy. The Timberwolves, uh, yes, Curry is better than Jimmy Butler and Carl Towns right now. Uh, So, he would be the guy for the sort of immediate time being. And Carl Towns is making the leap. Like, he's making the leap every year now. He's an incredible player, but he is also... In his going into his third season now, um, has been to no playoff series. Um, still does have some work to do uh, on his game, particularly on the defensive end. I mean, not that Kyrie is an all-defense player either, but I mean, I think, I think he he'll be one of those guys who kind of takes over leader. Status just by virtue of being, you know, not necessarily a particularly long tenured veteran, but by being somebody who's had tremendous success in the NBA. Um, so I, I think he, I think he would be able to sort of take the reins there, and also, um, you know, and, and this is a thing with the Spurs too. He's gonna have the ball in his hands. Yeah, this uh, that's the biggest thing for me is that he is. You know, he is a point guard, uh, a scoring point guard. So he just naturally, he is going to have the attention on him more than anyone else uh, in all but a few situations, like playing with LeBron James, who is also a primary ball handler. So last on the list is San Antonio. And um, you could also, you could sort of make the, the same... Pat Riley organizational argument that you made for the Heat for uh, Greg Popovich and the Spurs. Yeah. But even focusing just on Kawhi Leonard, who is the guy they are now, I mean, what do we know about Kawhi Leonard personality-wise? He is not an out-front, fiery guy. I mean, I cannot imagine... You know, he'll... Let me, th- let me think about how i want to put this he will like he might still be the best player on the team mm-hmm. uh with kyrie in town but kyrie would be the number one guy that he'd he would be, be the he'd face be this, of, of the
0: team i think i think that's fair uh you know the th- the thing that really stands out to me in all of this and is worth pointing out is that um you know, this summer we've seen a couple people move and one who's really adamant about moving. Chris Paul went to the Rockets in a trade. Yep. Paul George is now with the Thunder in a trade. Uh, Carmelo Anthony really, really wants to go to the Rockets. He really sure wants does. to go to the Rockets. Uh, so, and, and let's not forget, it's slightly different because there's free agency, but last summer Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and has now won a title.
1: Well, and so, you know, and Kevin Durant, you know, flexed his, you know, his player control muscles uh, with his approach to his money this off season too. Yes, let's point that out. Which is, he took less
0: money to stay on that team and keep it intact. Yep, Kyrie Irving, and this is why, if I am Pat Riley or RC Buford slash, uh, Craig Popovich, why I am not so inclined to welcome him on my, onto my team. He is doing the opposite of all those pretty well-respected players. He is doing something which I find, for lack of a better term, selfish. He is saying, I'm on this super team right now, but I want to be the number one guy. I want to be the star. Now, other people, I think, have, you know, later on in their careers, they have the ability to to say, I've made my money or whatever. I've been a star. I've, I've gotten to touch that life. But I, I really want to go chase after a, a championship. But, you know, Kyrie is not some spring chicken. He's been in the league for a few years. I mean, he's he's on a big contract now. Sure. And I just, I have, I have a real, I don't want to say problem, but I am fascinated and curious about this almost risky staking, which is kind of against the move towards teams with a couple different stars, two and three stars, um, to you know, say, no, I want to be the guy. And I get that he's an elite player and he wants to be treated as such, but why not Uh, plenty of elite players are doing that on quote unquote super teams.
1: Well, I think, I I actually think he has, you know, the four teams that he floated out as his preferred trade destinations are all places where you would have at least a pairing of really good players. I, I, the heat depends a little bit on how you feel about Hassan Whiteside. But, I mean, Kyrie and Kawhi in San Antonio. Uh, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Carl Towns, Andrew Wiggins, you know, in in Minnesota. Uh,
0: Those are three number one overall picks, by the way.
1: Right. Uh, Kyrie and, uh, and Zinger in, you know, under the lights in Manhattan. I mean, these are the foundations of super teams. So,
0: I and Tim I Hardaway he, Jr., who's paid. Oh, boy. He actually might be paid more than Kyrie next year.
1: Not quite. Uh, he's, he's in the ballpark, though. Oh, God. I mean, uh, so I think that. I don't think he's doing the opposite. I think he is. I think the selfish thing is that he wants to be on a super team where he's looked at as the top guy. Yeah. And and, uh, I, and he, you know, uh, to a certain extent, like I get where he's coming from. He just happened, you know, through no through no choice of his own, through no choice of his agents, through, you know, through no choice of anyone except LeBron James. He wound up in one of maybe the only two situations in the entire NBA where that wouldn't be the case. You know, it it again so let let's let's think about the places where Kyrie Irving would not be the alpha dog. Obviously Cleveland, obviously Golden State. Uh, Oklahoma with with Westbrook. Um yeah. But part of that is you must have to
0: exclude positions where there's a a, a ball dominant guard like that already because okay, that's it's like fair. well he he wouldn't even go there so it's very limited if he went to the Pelicans for instance um, which granted has Marcus Cousins and uh, and uh, Anthony Davis uh, who are stars in their own right he is still the ball handler that adds a certain amount of of star power and. You know, just the things he does with the ball, his, his dribbling and, and kind of the, the when he drives the lane, that gives you cachet that you don't get as a seven-foot guy even if you can shoot from long range and whatever. Except uh, that I mean,
1: Anthony Davis has pretty much universal top five, top three to five player in the NBA status. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that one is not... I would say that one is inconclusive. Um, Bakari wouldn't be and even with no Chris Paul in Houston, he, I don't think he would be the alpha dog over James Harden. Yeah. Um, in a weird, in, in sort of a weird turn of events, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the guy in Dallas just because Dirk, I mean, Dirk is clearly declining, but he's just, you know, he's been with that franchise for 18 years. You know, Dirk is the Mavericks period. The end, um, and I think we've already basically exhausted the list of, of places where he wouldn't be the number one guy. He would be the number one guy if he went to Philly tomorrow. Uh, no doubt about it. Sorry, yeah. Mark uh, Mark Fultz. Sorry, Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons. No chance. He's the guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I think. I think. We've talked about this in in kind of the narrow sense of of how it shakes things up, and you just mentioned uh, in the NBA. You, you just mentioned all these teams with these stars and the way they're constructed, and we talked about Kevin Durant taking less money to keep the the team intact. But there, there's a, there's a broader thing too about the fact that this is someone, this is an employee saying to their to their management basically, uh, I I know that you're the one paying me, but you're gonna listen to me. Anyways, and I'm gonna decide my fate and what I want to do with with my work and, and, and my life generally. Mm-hmm. And this is just, uh, you know, from a employee-employer relationship perspective, especially in sports. This is mind-boggling to me. And as we talked about, you know, is Kyrie being selfish or not? It doesn't really matter. If, versus the other players this summer, it doesn't really matter. The fact that they have so much power. That is what I am most taken by in all this.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think let's let's maybe rather than going down the trade machine route and trying to uh, trying to figure out where he's actually going to wind up. Um, we're not we're not the
0: podcast for that.
1: Right. Let let's let's think about why why this happened or how the, rather how this happened. Um, and and you know. It, you had a theory when we were initially talking about this this afternoon so you want to start there
0: uh what was it was it about uh the union it was so uh there are four we always talk about four major sports there's the nhl there's the nba there's uh the national football league and there's major league baseball the NBA is unique because, and you rattled this off before the podcast too, the NBA's union is made up of actual NBA players who are in, best best we can tell, they're in the negotiating se- sessions, and they're working towards making things better for themselves. I mean, just look at what Chris Paul did. He, they, they did it so that they have certain contracts now for, I believe it's over 36, uh, the specifics Basically, it's important because Chris Paul negotiated something so that older players, namely Chris Paul, can still get max contracts for mm-hmm. you know the the maximum amount of time as well as opposed to being treated like people who are about to see their their knees disintegrate. Uh, you know in no other league, I think do the players are they so active and have they gained such
1: great things let's just i mean. Well, and uh, there's there's the additional layer on top of that that not only are the players extremely active members, but the players that are involved. I mean, let's they're stars. Yeah, before I even get to the executive committee, let's let's these are the players that are the representatives for their teams. Kyrie Irving, Draymond Green, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, the best player in the NBA. Uh, Yeah Anthony Davis Gordon Hayward Like these are You know These are Top players I mean You know DeAndre Jordan Is an alternate Carl Towns Is an alternate uh, Representative And then you get To the executive committee Mm -hmm. These guys are all uh, Vice presidents Of the uh, NBPA Executive committee Pau Gasol Stephen Curry, Carmelo Anthony, Andre Iguodala, LeBron James, and the president of the executive committee, the players' arm of the Players Association, is Chris Paul. Yep. I mean, so not only is is the union run by active players, because, I mean, it that's the case in every league. Um, that's I mean, the, the whole concept of a union is that it's you know it's staffed by its members, but elite level players are are at the head of that organization. So, you know they they have uh, they have a lot of leeway, a- and you know you said it in 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 Chris Paul sort of negotiating for uh, a contract provision that allowed him, you know allowed him specifically by dint of his age to uh, to get a massive payday. You know, that has led to what you correctly pointed out is an extremely star-driven league.
0: Yeah, and let's not – and I want to give also credit where credit's due. Um, Michelle Roberts has has kind of overseen this this explosion of, of money uh, related to the Players Association. And you know has really handled it well. I think she's she's been a great public face. Now, uh, Adam Silver is is also I think a fairly progressive minded guy. He's no uh, he's no Roger Goodell, um, True. Uh, or you know Rob Manfred uh, is you know kind of knew the job for the MLB. But he's Adam Silver is also no Bud Selig uh, for looking back a couple years. But uh, you know I, I think that they are clearly very progressively minded and, and interested in granted the number of players it's only 450 players on on active rosters if we assume 15 per team and that is very different than NFL rosters that are what 53 players on every team that's just a lot more people but at the same time it's not like there's a lack of stars and I think about you know uh, the ongoing saga with Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redacteds over over them giving him a long-term contract when for two years he's he's played pretty well for them, you know, and mm-hmm. this is kind of like the the point guard. It's it's really the focal point. It's where a lot of stars come from. And I think about if if Russell Wilson demanded a, a trade from the Seahawks because they don't have these guaranteed money contracts, would they just be more interested in cutting him instead of trying to set up this trade when they have, um, you know, less leverage because they have an unhappy player? Uh, it's just this... This is something that could not happen in any of the other sports to me. I just can't imagine a situation. Hockey is, is I feel like, also very weird, and people just don't... I feel like they, they don't fall the same way. And, uh, you know, maybe the stars aren't as big, or they're only a couple. And then mm-hmm. in baseball, you do have these really big stars, but... Uh, I I just can't really think of another situation there with with the contracts. I feel like you can you can waive players a little more easily or designate them for assignment. I, I've not looked into baseball contracts as much though. Pablo Sandoval, you know, just essentially got waived by the Red Sox this week.
1: Well, but baseball also has the arbitration system where for yeah. you know, so baseball's contract structure is pretty ironclad, but you also have years where, you know, you can go and, and you know, present your case to an arbitration board and say, I'm I'm worth, you know, X amount of dollars, that's more than my contract says I'm to be paid next year. Uh, and your you know, your team comes back and says, Well this is what we think, you know, this player is worth and the arbitration board, you know, will will rule either in favor of the team or the player, but, you know, some guys have gotten huge arbitration raises Uh, in a way that you can't really do in any other sport. So it's sort of a mixed bag of like, you know, that is a facet where, you know, they have, I suppose, expanded possibilities, but by and large, you make a good point that, you know, players are under team control for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And and the NBA has rules in place specifically so that uh, the max you can have is a five-year contract which is kind of wild. Now, granted, their careers are pretty short, um, whereas baseball players are routinely going. I mean, just look at just look at Daniel Murphy, who's, I believe, on the other side of... He's closer to 40 than he is 30. Or maybe I'm wrong, but he's an older player, and now is having this... Now he's coming into his own, and he's pretty old. Uh, and you can put people on these long contracts. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton is, what, on a 12-year contract now? And Alex 13. Rodriguez... Thirteen. Alex Rodriguez's uh, famous contracts were ten years apiece, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so um,
1: Murphy's thirty-two. Oh yeah.
0: He, he okay. He looks and acts like a very but, old person, but he his certainly, pants are he somewhere around his late. nipples. I'm yeah. sorry. What now? His he wears his pants very very high. Ah. Um. Good. To so know. yeah, I guess that's like maybe the closest to the NBA idea with MLB because there's so much money and the players do they are getting paid a lot uh, and they're and they're historically they've gone on strike their their union has been pretty powerful but still it's not I, I feel like the NBA the fact that you can not only are they getting the money and and have this you know pretty good revenue share going on uh are i should say cut of the pie um but but also they are they are emboldened to make these demands of their employers um and they're not totally sapping their value by demanding this trade i, I mean uh, you can say that <laughs> there were a lot of jokes made about indianapolis getting you know fleeced by oklahoma city they did they they did but it didn't – I don't think that Paul George basically saying you will either get something for me now or you will get nothing of me later, um, you know, it didn't – It. you know, he was able to make that happen, and Indiana still got some okay talent in return. I don't know that the same one could be in, in – I just don't think this situation can happen in
1: any other league. I mean, it wouldn't happen – it wouldn't happen in the NFL for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think another part of this is also that, um, the, the NBA has a salary cap, but they kind of have like a quote unquote salary cap. It's a soft cap. Yeah. It's real soft. Um. So there are all of these loopholes by which teams can go over the cap, or if you do certain things, the cap becomes a hard cap. It, it's very convoluted, but there there's sort of more there's more ability to, uh, you know, to to sort of play games financially uh, than there are in any other sport. I mean, baseball doesn't have a salary cap, and and it, in a way, that's better. Because that just means, you know, a team is able to spend as much as their owner is willing to shell out, you know, for player salaries. Um, But we also don't necessarily see as much in the way, you know, a a big thing in baseball is you don't see a lot of uh, trades of current major league players for other current major league players. uh, most of the time, it seems like, to me at least, um, trades are centering around, you know, we're giving you a player now, but that means what we want is prospects, guys who are in the minor leagues who are, mm-hmm. you know, are lottery tickets. We think they'll pan out to be great players once they get up to the bigs, but maybe they won't be. Um, I mean, just, you know, the trade that happened last week or earlier this week, rather, with, uh, with the Yankees swapping uh, prospects for, Three current major league White Sox, uh, which I'm yeah. told is an actual functioning baseball club.
0: They they have, yeah, they have they have quite the promising prospect. But I mean, even I mean sure the pros the prospect thing is uh, that's that's unique to baseball. I and mean, what we're talking about here is, yeah. You know, actual player. Yeah, as you mentioned, actual players for actual players. Uh, you know, Victor Oladipo is in a vacuum. He is not a bad basketball player. Um, and, you know, that's that's what that's probably the centerpiece of what Indiana got for for Paul George. Those are that's a, star, a starter traded for another starter. Um, well, but we also
1: don't live in a vacuum. And Victor Oladipo is not just Victor Oladipo. He's Victor Oladipo in his four year, eighty four million dollar contract. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that that's why they got fleeced. Not because they took Victor Oladipo, but because of what Victor Oladipo is being paid. But I mean, the point it could be just, worse.
0: You could pay Jan Mahinmi that amount, which I know a team pretty
1: near me that did that. So they came close. Um, but you, so you made a good point that baseball is in a unique situation because of the minor leagues uh, and the fact that they have an officially sanctioned. Organization that serves as uh, you know a feeder league or a series of feeder leagues rather, uh, and the NBA is moving in that direction. Yep. Uh, but I think this maybe gives us the opportunity to close with something that is you know arguably right now uh, the feeder league to other professional sports uh, just without. Its players being able to get paid or have any sort of bargaining power whatsoever, which is the NCAA. Yeah, um,
0: so I think that more so than baseball, um, football is slightly. I I almost. uh, I'll I'll get. I'll just start with the basketball one. I, I think that. You know college basketball the way it feeds, especially with the one and done. Now, uh, let's let's talk about the potential Timberwolves situation. Um, Kyrie Irving, one and done player. Carl Anthony Towns, one and done player. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, one one and done player. These are people going. Jeff Teague, one and done. Oh yeah, that's wild. They gave him a bunch
1: of money. Remember that?
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I forgot it. Um, well, that that's going to suck if they trade for Kyrie Irving. I, but, so so the college basketball is weird because college, college football, I, I don't know that players would, if GMs would be like, they'd probably question drafting someone if they were only in college for one year, just because the nature of development for football and everything else. But basketball when these players are in high school you're like yeah they're they're pretty close there's a reason that they used to draft players right out of high school and mm-hmm. now they've got this arbitrary one-year thing that is you know Adam Silver has talked about uh, potentially changing it or whatever but here's this kind of essentially a feeder league that lasts a year where these players are going and getting uh, you know they're getting the cost of admission and you know maybe a little bit uh, I don't know they're room and board, essentially, uh, for one year, uh, and they're giving up income to, to do that, uh, that maybe they could make it broad, or just jumping straight into the league. Um, yeah, I, I think that it is a unique position there, and I think it, again, makes the NBA kind of the, the outlier in this whole you know, situation. You mentioned that what is now going to be called the G League and the expansion of that, and I think these are all, except for this, the NCA and college basketball. These are all moves that are very powerful for, in this case, the employee, the the player.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about on this subject?
0: I I don't think I do. Um, I I think that. You know, especially in contrast to the way the NCAA works, especially with maybe maybe college basketball, I, I say everyone should listen to Jay Billis and think about what, what he talks about when he talks about um, kind of the the craziness of some of the NCAA rules. Um, the fact that I may think Kyrie's kind of selfish for this, but the fact that he can do this, um, that's a really... I think great thing because it shows that these employees are not afraid of their employers and will seek their best um work their best work environment at, at at and not be afraid of of the costs. So I think that's great.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing and that's probably a good place to call time on this topic if you have thoughts on Players unions in various sports or or even just about Kyrie Irving. Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty OK Pod and let us know what you think. In the meantime, it is time once again for that glorious part of the show where Pierce bears his soul and apologizes for something, usually to himself. What is on tap this week in Pierce Is Sorry?
0: Uh so as you know, it is July in uh, the the DC area, which is one of the worst times to I've be heard in tell the DC it's area. July everywhere. I I would say that August is actually worse because it gets a little more humid, but uh, maybe a little more rain. We actually haven't had hardly any rain. Not that anyone cares about the weather, anyways. So I take a bus to and from work week to and from work four days a week. The bus has had some issues this late spring and summer with always on the way home from work. I'm not making this always on the way home, which is admittedly kind of uphill. Bus driver will have to get out and like kind of do this weird thing where he restarts the engine from like the back of the bus um, without telling anyone what's going on. So I had a situation a couple weeks ago where the bus actually broke down. The driver did not tell anyone that the bus was out of service. So people are sitting on there and it's hot now because the bus is off, whatever. This week, I'm not apologizing for when I got off the bus and I told the bus driver, what's your problem, man? You should at least tell people what's going on. No, no. I think that was completely justified. He should have told people what was going on. What I'm apologizing for this week is what I did next. What I did next is I called the number on there to ask them, do you have statistics on how often your bus is breaking down? Is there a protocol for what the drivers have to say? This is, I think, a worthwhile thing to ask, and I actually do some of the stuff at work is which is what is the protocol what do you have to tell people what you know how do you how are you compliant with this those are reasonable questions to ask i am sorry this week for failing to listen to the person i called because the person i called as i started being a douche and asking these really <laughs> snarky questions said uh, I, can, I can send an email, open a ticket for you, but we are just a call center. Somehow I missed this and continued ranting for a couple minutes. Um, I think that they were based uh, offshore somewhere, so they really could not help me because it was a little bit after five. All they could do was open a ticket. And so after I finally heard them say this for what I'm sure was the third time, and now they're horrified at this guy in America who's being an asshole, um, kind of in a roundabout way, uh, I just said, you know what forget it this is stupid not <laughs> not not that not that what they were doing was stupid, but what I was doing was stupid because it's basically it's it's basically holding a sandwich board and yelling about the end of the world. they don't care they can't actually help me so lesson this week listen especially when you call a service employee
1: that was fantastic i I thoroughly enjoyed that 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 was uh, one of the great apologies. I'm sorry max couldn't be here for that.
0: Uh, yeah, we should, we should say something really, uh, really quick about that. Uh, you know, all things considered, kudos to Max. He's not talking to you or I this evening because he's stuffing his face with delightful food and, and cocktails at a restaurant, which we'll probably have to get him to talk about later. But uh, I, I'm hoping that it will be a world-class and unique and life-altering experience for him. Unfortunately, he might become too good for us after that. Who
1: knows? <laughs> or too broke for us. Uh, that's
0: that's also an option
1: We can't rule that out uh, Alright, well we'll close the week With a big idea from pop culture And, and this time uh, It comes from the world of memes Yes, this, Which... this might
0: be The meme of the year Honestly yeah.
1: So if you are A human person with a heart and soul uh, I'm hoping that you have Seen and have come to love The uh, drive-by dunk Challenge
0: I don't know that you need a heart and soul. I think even people on 4chan are familiar with this meme.
1: Fair point. Anyway, what the drive-by dunk challenge is, it's pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you drive up to a random house while uh, while someone is filming. You get out of the car with a basketball. Uh, you find their basketball hoop. You dunk on that bitch. You come get back in the car and you drive away. <laughs> yes! That's the entire process. It's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It's exactly as incredible as it sounds. But it got even more incredible, uh, I believe, today. Uh, that, that might be correct. Uh, because... Uh, Anthony Davis did it. Actually, I think it was yesterday. Uh, but Anthony Davis... A person who is uh, seven feet tall. Oh, forgot that. Uh, uh, forgot that I didn't have my sound on. Um, Anthony Davis, a man who is exceedingly tall. Uh, let's let's call him seven feet. Uh, rolls up to a house. Uh, you can see, um, as he's driving up, courtesy of the passenger who's filming that. Uh, uh, that he's listening to Lil Wayne on his stereo. He gets out uh, after taking a sip of his red bull, which uh, that should concern you. That should concern you. Don't, don't worry. It does. Um, the whole time he's like looking around, like he's getting caught stealing out of a cookie jar. And he goes and dunks on this rim that cannot be more than eight feet tall. Um, the, I, I found this via the ringer and, and it was correctly pointed out. Uh, that he basically doesn't even have to move his feet off the ground to dunk, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I really I really enjoyed this very much. So I watched it as well, and I'm
0: sure we'll link to it or something. But uh, it, it's it's lovely. Um, I mentioned the Red Bull, which should concern you, given the horror stories of uh, sugar consumption by notable NBA players, including, but I'm sure not limited to, Dwight Howard. But I have two questions. One, do we know if it was in New Orleans? I don't know if he has a home
1: there in the off season or for the off season. I I couldn't I couldn't tell uh I I believe he does, but I couldn't tell from the video uh whether whether it was or not. hmm So and the other
0: thing that I wanna point out is the the quote unquote driveway where the where the actual hoop was What a terrible driveway for playing (laughs) basketball! It's it's got like it's like these square tile things, like these cement tiles, and so there's grass in between all of them. If like what that's the worst thing. You you it 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 must be one of those character. It must be one of those people who had like kids really late, like after they already had their (laughs) dream house, and they're like, "Fuck! I have to put up a basketball hoop for the snot nosed little bastard that I didn't intend on having, or that you know whatever this happened." So. And I'm not going to build a nicer driveway because I really like this effect. So, you know, good luck. Go go kick rocks or trip over the grass and then bust your face on this these little cement tile things. I'm sure um, that's
1: what happened, and it's got nothing to do with building codes or that replacing a perfectly good driveway is probably expensive and stupid.
0: You know what? I'm sure you know it's what? nothing to do with that. This This podcast has been about... In a lot of ways, respecting employees, and in some ways, the relationship between parent and child is an employee-employer relationship. Stop you know, this. they're investing in Stop you, they're bringing this. you up. You should respect your employees more and give them a nice, a nice uh, driveway to to become. You know, just probably not. They they won't even be good at basketball, but let them have that enjoyment and let them have that dream. And by having this dangerous driveway. You're shitting on their dreams, and and you know you're not being great to your em- I- employees. That's what, my feeling
1: on it. Whatever you say, boss. Uh, that's the end of the show. Yes, case, it is. <laughs> find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at it'sprettyokay at gmail if you want to let us know what you think. You can find this and every episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast at our home on the web. That is www prettyokpod.com you can also find some writing there uh, or you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or most other places that you get your podcasts if you go that route uh, like I said please subscribe we would also love if you leave us ratings, reviews, comments or even just uh, tell a friend about the show uh, so we can uh, we can share with them as well we will be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. Thanks for listening.
0: do challenge. Let's go. Woo!